the Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. Where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about a hold to the book of the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you see the face that's made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com and you'll see two videos at the top of the screen. The first one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you missed that, uh, you can watch it up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, which, uh, again, I assume he's going to be live. Uh, I was kind of surprised. He popped in yesterday. And, uh, and it was a good show on Thanksgiving. And uh, drawing how men have gone before us to preserve our, our freedom in the land, uh, just as Christ also went before us and 
purchased our freedom with his own blood. And so if you miss that, uh, you want to catch that and you can do so up until three o'clock, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there on the right side of the page. That's where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got. And uh, then the rumble icon is in the bottom right hand corner. When you do that, click on that, join us in the chat on rumble. Love to have you over there. A few people over there and some other people on other platforms. <clears throat> we are streaming live to rumble. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the channel. Also, uh, we're on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there. We're on dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty, and our Facebook pages that bear my name. Yes, I don't know why they're letting that continue to go out, but they are. Um, I, I have an account restriction still on my Facebook. I don't even know what they're restricting. I'm able to post. I'm able to. I just think the whole thing's kind of gone wonky, and it shows the AI is not the best route to go. Just isn't the best route. There may be some things that it's good for. I'm not saying that, but <laughs> dealing with social media and social credit scores is a debt. No, 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 no. By the way, social credit scores is a farce because you, you, every one of you listening to me, you're the source of all the credit you get. I don't know if you know that. I, I'm hoping um, once there's some classes that I'm I'm taking now, and some paperwork I'm filling. I'm hoping once I see the results of this, I've been working on it for some time now. I'm going to bring the person on showing this stuff because they've been doing it for a while and showing you how you are the slave. You're the slave of the banksters, the politicians, the corporate fascists. You're the slaves of them. I know you can go anywhere you want and you can do all kinds of stuff, just like other people in other countries. They can go, they can travel all over too. They can go to their shops and buy stuff. That's, that really isn't anything special. There's lots of countries where that goes on. But to be able to go out and to preach the gospel openly, and even now it's getting where that's even getting more difficult uh, to do that out in the open. Anyway, just letting you know that. Other two outlets are Twitter, if you're on there. The Real Tim Brow, leave off the N, add a two there. The Real Tim Brow 2, you're good to go there. And then on Twitch, The Real Tim Brown, and you can catch that. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. That goes out once a day. If you want our ministry email, sonsoflibertyradio.com, and uh, you get that once a week on Saturdays. Okay. And then finally, if you want to keep us out there, if you agree with our message, you want to continue to support us, uh, to keep us out there among the people, uh, on the radio, on the internet, and uh, among the people face-to-face, -face, there's a donate button at the top of the page of sonsofLibertyMedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation or partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. And uh, yeah, we really do appreciate you guys and your support. There was something else I was going to bring up, and I forgot to pull it up. Um, I, I just kind of wanted to, to start it off. It was a little nugget that I found in a class... Uh, that I that I'm dealing with, or that I'm that I've been taking, and some of the paperwork I've been filling out, and um, for for the life of me, I don't know what I did with it. I thought I had it in my downloads folder, but it was very interesting. I was making mention of this issue of slaves, right, and how you're slaves to the bankers and all this other, and it was a book that is from the um, Federal Reserve, and I don't, I don't know where I put it. So I'm going to probably have to download it, find it, and download it again. I meant to have this up. I was pulling up other things today, but it was basically a book that the Federal Reserve put out. And right there on like page three, 
they tell you the only value those little green pieces of paper have is in your head. There is no value because America is bankrupt. So all you people that said, oh, the economy is doing this. and It's a bankrupt debt economy. If you don't understand that, a politician can smooth talk you, Betty Crocker, smooth talker, Betty Crocker, you. That's what they can do. To make you think they have something to do with the economy. They don't have anything to do with it. Except taking money from you. That's what they have to do with it. We are in a debt-based economy. And as you guys have seen, uh, my little image that I have, uh, that I put up about money, debt is the money of slaves. There's no other way to get around it. It is the money of slaves. And that is where... That's where we are. I mean, if you if you really want an honest assessment of it, if you don't want an honest assessment and you want to keep going on with your make America great kind of stuff and thing, knock yourself out in that. But this is the reality of it. And, uh, you know, we talk about gold is the money of kings. Silver is the money of gentlemen. And so the idea is under our constitution, what is our money? It's supposed to be gold and silver coin. That's what's supposed to take care of debts. Is that what we use today? Nope. Not even close. Not even close. So I'm going to get on that <clears throat> soon enough. Uh, I do want to make sure those things do transpire and we can, um, we can uh, you know, make sure that uh, you get that information because I think it's very important for people to understand some of that stuff. I really do. Now, today, I've got a couple of things. I want to start off with just a, a quick little report here, and I'm going to play two reports today. Okay. The first one has to do with the Canadian government preparing to euthanize children without parental consent. And you'll see where Canada comes into this show as we go on. But here it is. This is um, the latest here from uh, Greg Reese. And uh, check it out. The film Soylent Green was made in 1973 and set in a dystopian world in the year 2022, where the government is secretly feeding the people food made of people. And the most pleasant experience one can have is state-assisted suicide. While government-run media pushes the idea of cannibalism, government-assisted suicide is officially now a thing in 2022. Before COVID, you could always count on modern medicine to keep you alive, so long as you had the money or insurance to pay for it. But these days, the hospitals seem more likely to liquidate you. And in Canada, they will help you kill yourself, even if you don't really want to die. Amir Farsoud has applied for medically assisted dying, known as MAID. He lives in constant agony due to a back injury. It's murder. Start That's the what it is. It's murder. Life because his rooming house is up for sale and he can't find anywhere else to live that he can afford. He barely survives on Ontario disability support payments, which are just over $1,200 a month. He doesn't want to die, but being homeless is not an option. I know in my present health condition, I would survive it anyway. Farsud meets the criteria for MAID, physical suffering due to disability that cannot be relieved. His doctor, who knows Farsud's real reason for MAID is his fear of being homeless, signed off on the application in August. Farsud needs a second to do the same. 
There's a 90-day waiting period. He believes he could potentially access MAID in about a month. I don't wish to be dead. Um, even with the pain, even with the meds, um, I still want to be here. According to the Canadian government, they are getting several requests for suicide from children who they refer to as mature minors. And they are seeking to amend the laws so that these children can be euthanized without their parents' consent. There are posts on social media that suggest this might be true, which shouldn't surprise anyone. The quality of life for Canadians is at an all-time low, and the motive for helping Canadians kill themselves is allegedly to save the government money. They have saved $90 million. So, I mean, that's like four missiles flying to Ukraine. The government has infinite money for refugees and for, you know, foreign aid and for, you know, Democrat campaigns and for waging war in Ukraine, but no money to, to keep people alive. That's too expensive. This is the plan, how they're going to save money. Sure, they're going to welcome in a couple million foreigners every year, put them on the free healthcare ticket. Uh, but average Canadians, sorry, sorry, it's time to suicide. It's time for death. After 6,465 individuals committed suicide with the help of MAID, medical assistance in dying, the Canadian government saved $86.9 million, about $13,000 per person. That's what an individual's life is worth today in Canada. The economists running Canada concluded that the savings from MAID are so far negligible, but the suicide program should continue. I mean, bullets, bullets don't cost that much. I mean, we could really be, be ramping this up. Maybe you could pay, have people pay tickets. Like maybe, maybe this is a solution. Maybe in Canada, you pay like 10,000 bucks and you get to kill somebody. This is the predictable outcome of big government. When unnecessary jobs are created and given to lazy idiots, then economists and bureaucrats inevitably sort everything out. And they only see us as a resource, which turns civilization into a meat factory. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Okay, all right. I know that's hard to watch. Uh, listen, I want to... There's everything in me as a man that wants to grab some of these people like uh, Trudeau and stuff. And dude, I don't even want to build a gallows. A tree is fine. We can find one of those to deal with. This is murder. They're giving you this term made, medical assisted, whatever death deal, to make it sound like it's not what it is. See, this is why when I catch myself, if I've been indoctrinated, and I have been indoctrinated, folks, I, I tell you all day long, I went to the, the public school, I went to a private school, a Christian school, and all of that, but there's no denying that there was indoctrination that was given to me. And this is why I'm so adamant about the words that we use. I had a friend, or at least I still call him a friend, who said that when I use the term sodomite, it's like a gut punch. Well, good. That's what they're engaged in. You don't call a murderer anything other than a murderer because it identifies what he has done. You don't call a, a, a person who's a thief anything but a thief because that's what he does. He steals. You don't call a liar anything but a liar. They've tried to pull some of this stuff or an adulterer, anything other but an adulterer. They've tried to change. Oh, you're having an affair. Oh, you told a falsehood. Oh, you told an untruth. No, no, no. Liar's got a little bit more sting to it, doesn't it? 
Adulterer's got a little more sting to it. Sodomite's got a little more sting to it. Why? Because this is what the person is engaged in. And these people are engaged in murder. They are murderers. They are not helping people. Okay? They're destroying people. Because their daddy's the devil. That's why. Not because God's their devil. Or God's their, their, their God. It's because they're of their father, the devil. And so <clears throat> when you see what's going on here, this will lead to some of the other stuff we're going to talk about a little bit this morning. But this is going on in Canada to where children, children are wanting to kill themselves. Look, this has been going on for some time. It really has. Um, it's been going on in this country. I can tell you of, of people I remember that were young people, they were teenagers. And some of you probably know, if you if you live to be at least 30 or 40 years old, you probably know somebody who was a teenager who killed themselves for whatever reason. They lost their girlfriend, they were sick, they weren't liked by you know friends or whatever the case may be. And I, the point is, is this, why are young people so without hope? Why why is this guy in, in Canada that, that, that they showed here? Why is he without hope? I'll tell you what, it's not because the message of the gospel isn't getting out because we've had people like Pastor Art, we've had other men up there who are involved in their communities who are preaching the gospel to them. That that I, I just I don't know how they don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe I'm maybe I'm naive about that, and they just haven't heard. I don't know. But to be without hope, I don't understand that mindset. There have been lots of times where I didn't know how the bills were going to get paid, or I didn't know, you know, I got so sick, I didn't know if I was going to make it out of it or whatever, but I never was without hope. Ever. Even as a lost person, I, I, I wasn't without hope. And yet people are being driven to hopelessness. They are not being driven towards the one who is the source of all hope. So that's the first thing. Now, I'm going to come back to Canada in just a minute. Because you guys know, you know, we reference Deuteronomy 28 all the time. Now, specifically... To be clear, this is the context. Now, I want to tell you how I see it. I see context as you understand it within the framework of the time it was it was written to the people it was written. So it was written to a specific people. Deuteronomy is to the people of Israel. It's not to me. It ain't to you. It ain't to the United States, China, Russia. It's not to them. It's to Israel. It is a covenant that was given. It is the re-giving of the law. That's what... Deuteronomy means the second law. So what is part of God's judgment upon Israel? And see, here's the thing. Once I say this, then you draw an application. Everybody understand the difference there? You have an interpretation to where you get the, the text right as to what it's saying, what it means when, it, when it's saying it, and to who it was said. Okay, that's the interpretation. And listen... There can only be one. We can argue um, over certain things as to how we're seeing the text in the context, as long as we stay in the context. We can have those, those debates between us. 
But in the end, there can only be one interpretation. I confess that. Even if I'm wrong about something, there can only be one interpretation. But there can be many applications. And so this is what I see here in Deuteronomy 28. Look at what it says. We've been over this many times. Verse 47 of Deuteronomy 28 says, Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things, therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things, and he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. Did that happen? Yes, it did. In 70 AD, it happened. The Romans finally had had enough of the, the, uh, the Jews there in Israel who were rebellious against them. And they utterly destroyed them. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flieth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young. Hmm. They don't care about, they're not going to show mercy to the old. They're not going to show it to the young either. And he shall eat the fruit of thy cattle and the fruit of thy land until you've been destroyed, which also shall not leave thee either corn, wine, nor oil, or the incense of thy kind, or flocks of thy sheep until he have destroyed thee. He'll besiege thee in all thy gates until thy high and fenced walls come down, wherein thou trustedest. That's a message for you guys who keep pushing for the wall. You're going to trust in that wall? Is that what you're trusting in? Or are you trusting in the Lord? Because you know what? The Lord can keep, keep the foreigners out if he wants to do that. If the people will submit to what he says. It doesn't cost you 20, 25, 100 million dollars, whatever. And you show the Lord strong in the midst of that. He'll besiege thee in all thy gates until the hind fence walls come down wherein thou trustedest throughout all thy land, and he shall besiege thee in all thy gates throughout all at, throughout all thy land which the Lord thy God hath given thee. And he goes on and he talks about you know eating the fruit of your body. Now we've read some of that stuff here on Sons of Liberty where, and I apologize if the volume isn't coming through as loud as it normally is. I don't know what it is. I reset the computer and everything. Fortunately, tomorrow I'm supposed to get my new com my my computer back. Uh, we'll see how that goes. It may be Monday. We'll, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> but he's, he, we, we've talked about this before. I've read passages to you from Josephus where he recounts this very thing taking place. And you're telling me this isn't happening here in the States and around the world? We've already seen where they're using aborted fetal cells for flavorings in some of your most popular, quote-unquote, foods. They're anything but food. and Look, I've been guilty of eating some of the stuff too. Your Doritos, your soft drinks, your Gatorades, whatever the case may be. But he tells them all of this stuff and he warns them, this is a curse that comes upon a disobedient people, right? Okay, so I'm laying that as a foundation for where I'm going to go next. <clears throat> so we've got Canada preparing to euthanize children without parental consent. I want you to think about that for just a second. You're a mother, you're a father out there. You know, you got a troubled child, you love them. You're, you're trying to help them. Even if you're a person who's not a believer, you, you want to help your kid. 
I would think that would be the natural response. You don't want to lose your child. And yet they go talk to some government flunky. And they say, oh, it's fine. We'll just put you in this little, you know, now they, they have the med beds to make you well, but they also have the euthanasia beds too, to kill you. We'll just put you in this thing, you know, like the Soylent Green. By the way, if you've ever watched Soylent Green, I'd highly recommend watching this. A, it's a clean film, but watch it to see how they have this spiritual access or a, aspect to it. You, you guys who are watching the video portion of that when it was going on, you see these pe people dressed like priests in robes and they're rolling the guy into his final demise. He's going to have this beautiful scenery as he, you know, passes on. And they turn him into this little green cracker or something. And they're going to feed him to the people. Sick, man. It's sick. So a couple of months ago, actually the end of September, okay, the end of September, had a report out that, and this went, this was in the Mockingbird media. So this part you probably have heard of. The other part that I'm going to get to in just a second you may or may not have heard of, okay? This was in September. There's a report that China opens 110 overseas police stations, including the U.S. and Canada. Now, <clears throat> this comes from Fox News. And again, I'm only quoting them because this is a verifiable thing that you can do, okay? This isn't like... This isn't the propaganda part. This is actually where they tell you the truth of what's going on. China has opened dozens of overseas police service stations around the globe to monitor its citizens living abroad, including one in New York City and three in Toronto. Now stop and think about that for a second. I want to know why Governor Hochul, the New York PD, the 35,000-plus counter-terrorist agents in the city of New York City and the rest of law enforcement haven't been held to account for treason. I want to know. I want to know what the answer is. What business does China have having a police force in the state of New York to oversee its citizens on U.S. soil? I want to know. Tell me. If you've got an answer, I want to hear it. I mean, I really want to hear it. I probably should open up the line every morning and just leave that line open and we'll try that. It's a little difficult because it isn't like a regular phone bank, but I don't get that many calls anyway. And I was very appreciative for Carol Ann calling in yesterday and giving her testimony. But the point is, is this. This is in our country. Let me change that. This is in the country of New York City. Let, let's let's get our, our, our terminology correct. It's in the United States, but it's in the country or the state of New York. It's also in Toronto, just across our border. But that's not our jurisdiction. They, can, You know what? If they want to let people invade them all they want, they can do it. That, that's up to them. But here in the States, this is a no-no. According to a report by Safeguard Defenders, a human rights watchdog uh, group, they released this statement. These operations eschew official bilateral police and judicial cooperation and violate the international rule of law. Boy, 
forget international rule of law. Chinese don't have any authority here in the States. They don't have any authority here. Okay? None. It's not China here. They have authority in China. That's it. It violate the international rule of law and may violate the territorial integrity in third countries involved in setting up a parallel policing mechanism using illegal methods. What in the world are... Safeguard defenders, you're not defending anything. You're not. Why are you not calling for them to remove these police service stations that are manned by Chinese... In the States, and if you recall, listen, guys, do you remember when we had Dr. Lee Merritt on and she would reference um, the guys who were working on the railroads back in like the 1800s, I think? And I don't remember the different kinds of Chinese, but the ones that would shave their head, you've seen them before. They shave their head and they leave that little thing right in the middle of the back of their head like a braided ponytail, right? And so if those guys wouldn't wear the braided ponytail, the Chinese would come over here and they would execute them. And I said, what in the, what, what's going on here? And of course that was back before you had all this lavish technology that wants to, you know, track everybody from cradle to grave for everything they do from going to the bathroom to who knows, but they were doing it then. The report goes on to say, the report entitled 110 Overseas details China's extensive efforts to combat fraud by its citizens living overseas, in part by opening several police stations on five continents that have assisted Chinese authorities in carrying out policing operations on foreign soil. Does that not bother anybody at all? Well, they're not targeting me, Tim. I'm not a China. I'm not a Chinaman. This is happening on your soil. It's happening on your soil. Does that not bother you? Oh my goodness. If there isn't an argument for tactical civics and learning your civic duty as to become a part of the militia, build that up in your community and build up the grand jury, especially if you're in New York, to get rid of these criminals, because that's what they are. I don't know what is an argument. And I don't know what will get you to move. I, I really don't know what will get you to move into action. According to the report, most of the overseas police stations run by China are located in Europe. Well, Europeans, and I know we have some Europeans who listen to the show. Are, is this message not getting out to the people? Do the people not believe it? Do they think it's fake news? Do they got a tenfold hat on? Is it conspiracy theories? What, what's going on? You guys in Europe, this is your liberty too. You're under attack too. You know this. They locate and look. I'm going to tell you right right now. It, it's not going to be fixed overnight. I know that. There's just no way to fix it overnight. But there's going to have to be dealing with the people who are the handlers of your so-called representatives. It's one thing to deal with your representatives. I think they need to be dealt with. Don't get me wrong. And maybe you want to start at that ladder. That's fine. You're going to have to deal with their handlers. The guys who want who want to be referred to as the elites and you know they're they're just walking as though they're 
they're passing between the raindrops, so to speak. And they think they can do whatever they want, and they can say whatever they want against the people, against the God of heaven, any of that stuff. You're going to have to deal with them. And when I say deal with them, I mean in a biblical fashion. When you see this stuff going on in the Bible, what happens to people who are attacking God's people? It doesn't end up too well for them. Take the story of Esther and Haman. Haman had it out for the people of Esther and for Esther herself, the queen. Had all the things that even deceived the king into signing the order to do away with Esther's people. And Esther had courage and said, King, he's, he's out to get me. He's out to get my people. And what did the king do? Haman had constructed a gallows for Esther and her people. And what happened? Him and his family got hung on that gallows. Oh, Tim, you're advocating for violence. You know what? Sometimes violence is a good thing. Sometimes it is. If it's bringing justice. If it's not bringing justice, then no, it's not. I believe in due process. I'm going to say that. So if anybody takes me out of context, I've always said these people deserve to go through due process. Two or three witnesses confirm the matter, as the scripture says. And then when it's done and they're convicted, guess what? You get to go to the judge, the, the judge who sees perfectly and righteously and will render unto you a just punishment. Man is always going to flub it up somewhere or another. I'm not saying we'll ever have a perfect system. I've got a friend who says, well, you know, if we didn't have the Constitution, if they just stood by God's law, then we wouldn't be having some of this stuff. We wouldn't be having, you know, and he's, he's a great guy. I like him. But the fact of the matter is, look at Israel. Israel had the perfect law of God. They had God instituting the sanctions when they broke the covenant. And yet, what happened to those people? And he told me one time, he said, are you dissing God's law? I, Dude, you know better than that. I'm pointing out the wickedness of man, not the holiness of God and his law. Because the fact of the matter is that most of us know deep down inside, and I'm going to talk to us men here, most of us know that deep down inside, our courage has to come from the Lord because we're weak and we're frail and we can talk big until it's in our face. And then we've got to say, do I believe what I've been saying? Do I believe what I've been living or do I not? That's, that's the truth. And any man who tells me different than that is not being honest with himself. They're not being honest with themselves. My hope is that I will be as courageous as what I say. And you guys ever watched the film, The Patriot? I'm sure many of you have. <clears throat> and um, you've got the guys coming into the church. And they're asking for the men to come and to join the fight against tyranny. And nobody, no, none of the men, none of the boys will stand up and, and join and some little girl has to stand up and say, I've heard you talk about liberty. I've heard you speak about all these. Are you going to stop at words? Are you going to stop at words? Or are you going to be the men that you say you are? Oh. Every time I hear that, it right here in the heart. 
Are, are we going to be those who stop at mere words? For many in the conservative, constitutional, Christian movement, Republican, whatever you want to call yourself, stop at mere words. And when the chips are on the table, they don't follow through. They're scared. They're pressured. They're blackmailed, whatever the case may be. You know, the Bible warns us, and I'll tell you, it's a, it's a fearful thing. It's, it's, a, it's a thing that causes a lot of trembling in me. When you go to Revelation, I believe it's chapter 21, one of the things that you see there is the first people who are spoken of in the lake of fire are those who are cowardly and unbelieving because they go hand in hand. You can say you believe all you want to. Read James 2. But do you do? That's what James is talking about. He says, they say this, but watch what they do. Here's the rest of that report. The locations include, and this is out of Europe. He says that uh, these the police stations run by China are in Europe. According to the report, most of the, uh, the overseas police stations run by China are located in Europe. The locations include London, London, Amsterdam, Prague, Budapest, Athens, Paris, Madrid, and Frankfurt. There are currently three locations in Canada and one in New York City. There's a part of me that questions whether it's just one in New York City or is there other ones? L.A., Florida, Texas. I, I don't know, guys. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. This is the one they put out. Safeguard defenders also reported that this is a way for China to, quote, combat the growing issue of fraud and telecommunication fraud by Chinese nationals living abroad. Yeah, this has nothing to do with that. It has to do with them getting a foothold here in our land. And frankly, this Chinese police station needs to have the same thing that the United Nations needs to have. It needs to have a demolishment and a dissolution. That's what it needs to have. Not funding, not land, not buildings. It needs to be dissolved. And if the people manning these police stations are Americans, but they're from Chinese descent, they need to be held as traitors to their own people. That's what they need to have. And you're not going to get that from the Mockingbird media. You're probably not even going to get that from alternative media, but that's what should happen. They wrote, as these operations continue to develop and new mechanisms are set up, it is evident that countries governed by the standards set by universal human rights, where does that come from? United Nations, and the rule of law, we know what the rule of law is, it's not the law, but it's the rule of law, urgently need to investigate these practices to identify the local actors at work, mitigate the risk, and effectively protect the growing number of those targeted. Safeguard Defenders tweeted, our newest investigation out today comes with five major revelations. China's Global Policing Transnational Rep Repression, TNR, uh, two, number two is a new law adopted uh, September the 2nd, establishes full extraterritoriality excuse me, over Chinese and foreign foreigners global for certain crimes. I want to ask you something. Do, do the, does the U.S. have police forces of this nature, 
I'm not saying we don't start coups and stuff. We've already seen the def the the information regarding the CIA and things like that. Do do we have that going on in China? I didn't think so. Do do we have it going on in Africa, Europe, Canada, Mexico? I I don't think we have any of that. I haven't seen any evidence of it. If we do, please send it to me. Um, you can go to sonsofliberty.media.com, click on the contact button, and uh, send that to me. I, I mean, if we do, I want to find out. I want to expose that too. Because we have no business. In, jurisdiction has to do with your borders. That's where you have jurisdiction. And you have jurisdiction to do what the creator said you could do and what you and not jurisdiction to say what he said you couldn't do. Okay. But all of this can be found at sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, our friend Daisy Luther also uh, wrote an article saying, why is there a Chinese police station in New York? And you can read her comments here. Uh, as well as to what she has. And one of the things she points out here is between April 2021 and July 2022, Chinese police persuaded 230,000 claimed fugitives to return to China voluntarily while admitting not all the targets have committed any crimes. Oh, this sounds like our government, doesn't it? This sounds like what the U.S. government does now. Established nine forbidden countries where Chinese nationals are no longer allowed to live unless they have good reason. Wow. A government is telling its people, you don't have the right to live anywhere you want in the world that God has created. That That's a fundamental human right, don't you think? In traveling, in settling in. You haven't committed a crime. The establishment of at least 54 police-run overseas police service centers across five continents, some of which are implicated in collaborating with Chinese police in carrying out policing operations on foreign soil, including in Spain. She goes on and she says, a new law, uh, by the way, this is coming, this is what she quotes. This is coming from uh, the Safeguard Defense, the the people who are setting all this up. A new law adopted September 2nd, going into effect 1st of December, establishes full extraterritorial, extraterritoriality, excuse me, over Chinese and foreigners globally for certain crimes, fraud, telecom fraud, online scams, etc. Look, I'm fine for wherever these Chinese people are being held to account for their crimes. I, I'm fine for that. Okay. But to have Chinese agents on U.S. soil. Implementing that. Enforcing that. Uh, no, 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 no. They need to be given a dirt nap. Every one of them. Every one of them. And yes, you can quote me on that. Why? Because they are selling, because whoever is behind all the, and by the way, the people who are proving them to be here, they need the same thing. Same thing. They're selling their people out. They're selling their liberty out and they're selling their posterity out. That's what they need. Are they going to get it? I don't know. I don't know. There's also a report. Now, that's just on the China front in the United States. This one right here should really get you. Let me play this little quick video. This is Justin Castro Trudeau. I want you to listen to what he says about China. For any slip. 
He was asked which country he most admired and referred to China. The level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China, um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them. Oh, you don't have a dictatorship, uh, right? Turn their economy around on a dime and say we need to go green as fast as we need to start, you know, investing in solar. I mean, there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted. Uh, but I find quite interesting. Yeah, he finds it quite interesting because he wants to do it. He is doing it. Did you see the thing? And I didn't get a chance to bring up the video because I forgot how I titled it. But anyway, Justin Trudeau come on and said, you're not going to be buying any more guns, uh, Canadians. You're not going to be uh, transferring it to your children or anything else. That is the implementation of tyranny for generations to come. And the question for Canadians is this. Are you going to let that stand? Are you going to go up there and peacefully do your thing? Are you going to let tyrants rule over you? Well, Tim, that's not very biblical. L let me tell you something. There's this guy. His name's Michael Hahn. Any of you guys listen to the afternoon show? And I'm going to call you out, Michael. Okay, because I got your books. You're so far off base. Well, wait a minute. Let me change that. You're not so far off base on a lot of things. On a lot of things, you're exactly right. So I, I want to give credit where credit's due. He sees certain issues of liberty. And I'm glad for that. But he wants to quote Romans 13 as though we are not to rebel and oppose tyrants. Michael, get your context right, dude. In fact, I would recommend you read Gordon Runyon, a friend of mine, his great book that's very simple to understand, very simple to understand, on Romans 13, Resistance to Tyrants. You really ought to read it and educate yourself instead of being so foolish in what you say and put out. Men, godly men, have never submitted to tyranny, ever. Well, your New Testament, Romans 13, says you're supposed to submit, so that's just BS. That's what he, that's what he wrote me in an email. Oh, yeah? What about Peter and John? Did you read that? When they were told not to preach in the name of Jesus, and they said, you find out what's going on. We're going to do what we're told to do. They gave the middle finger to the Sanhedrin. And they said, we're going we're gonna to obey God. And you judge whether that's right or not, but we're going to do it whether you agree with it or not. You don't know your Bible. You don't know the context. And you're out there to deceive the other people and attack the men of God. In the process. Shame on you for doing that. I want to play this report. This one is, I, I want to say the guy's name is Mark. P forgive me. If that's if that's incorrect, Guns and Gadgets is the YouTube channel, and this is Mark. This was back in October, and I think what had took place here in Montana regarding Canadian police happened in September. I, I could be wrong on that, but if you go and look this up, you'll find a couple of local outlets or a couple of alternative sites, you know, that put this out there. I'm sure some other people did, but this was what I could find in the search engine. This is the guy from Guns and Gadgets. I'll get that right there. And uh, I think his name is Mark. If I'm wrong, I apologize. But uh, it's a good report. And by the way, you should follow his channel. He's got some good stuff uh, as far as gun news uh, that goes on. This is uh, Guns and Gadgets and what took place in Montana. Check it out. And I want to talk to you about what happened in September. So it's been a little while. The news has been out for about a two-week period or so because what happened 
in Montana bears watching. And especially when you hear what the ATS response was after they were kind of caught red handed. So for this story, we're going to go to Cascade County uh, in Great Falls, specifically Great Falls, Montana, where there was a gun show in late September. Now, patrons of that gun show, as they went in and out and people who worked in the area, they noticed a vehicle with the person in it. And this guy was watching people intently as they came in and out of this gun show. And the big thing that caught people off guard was he, his vehicle had a Canadian license plate on it. So they called the local authorities. And when sheriff's deputies arrived, they realized that this person was a Royal Canadian mounted police officer who was assigned to a gun smuggling task force. And he was surveilling Americans in America. I'm going to stop and say that again. A foreign police agent was in our country surveilling Americans at a lawfully run gun show. And you didn't hear much about it, did you? That's the, that should be the concerning part. So, all right, back to, back to this, this event. Uh, deputies arrived. Uh, they learned he was an, uh, a member of RCMP. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police is like Canada's uh, state police, right? Dudley do right. Uh, they're the guys in you know the big red jackets and the big uh, wide brimmed hats, and uh, they were they're working with ATF. Shocker, shocker! The ATF is working with foreign agents to restrict the rights of people here in America. Well, let's dig into this a little bit. The Cascade County Sheriff Jesse Slaughter himself even said that this very easily could have been an international incident. Why? Well, because any time a federal agency is going to do, well, this is the way it's supposed to happen, all right? This doesn't always happen because this is how it's supposed to happen. If a federal agency wants to do law enforcement work in your county, town, city, township, they're supposed to, out of courtesy, notify the local sheriff or chief of police. Uh, so for safety reasons, for, you know, something's going to go down, they can either provide backup or their, uh, their members don't get uh, shot, you know, stuff like that. So in this incident here, Sheriff, uh, Sheriff Slaughter, awesome name though. Like I've, who doesn't think of Sergeant Slaughter when you hear Sheriff Slaughter, he said that the ATF nor the RCMP gave him a heads up, nor did they notify him that they were there operating this sting. And that is no bueno. That is not the way it's supposed to be, which again, ATF shocker, ATF going against people's constitutional rights, going up against established policy and procedure. So the, what's come of this and what we found out since and what the ATF has said in response is the eye-opening part. So I'm poking around a little bit. I found that the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, they have budgeted one and a half billion dollars, Canadian of course, uh, to work with ATF in surveilling gun shows. Well, why would they do this? Well, little Fidel, uh, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, he is doing his best to ban guns in the country of Canada, just like that, because he's done it. And, you know, there are a large amount of Canadians that still want to be able to protect themselves, that still want to ensure what little bit of freedom that they are clinging to before this little tyrannical freak takes it all away from them. Um, so the belief by the ATF and RCMP is, is that and this may happen, may not, but the the uh, Canadians, uh, the Canadian police want to make sure that no Canadian citizens cross the border into America, attend a gun show, purchase a firearm, and then bring it back into Canada. Uh, so that is the the whole some. This is the whole mission here for this between ATF 
and the RCMP. But there's other things that have happened recently that have added to my curiosity here. For one, a couple of weeks ago, I told you that the uh, the NICS notification or the NICS denial notification act uh, is now operational. And in that that act, FFLs, federally licensed firearms dealers, have to provide the full name and address of anyone who is delayed or denied from NICS when they're trying to purchase a gun. They have to provide that to local law enforcement. It used to just be the state where somebody resided and nobody ever did anything with that information, really, ever. I mean, was it, it was extremely rare that anything was investigated and even rarer where people were uh, thrown in jail for lying on a 4473. And by the way, let me just put in this. What he just said, this happens to our veterans, by the way. I, we've got a contributor, sonsoflibertymedia.com, uh, Leon Pesiger, he's down in Louisiana, Vietnam veteran, was denied the ability to purchase a gun and had to jump through all kinds of hoops to prove his innocence when he was innocent already. But they just declared him, you're guilty of this, we can't sell you a gun, blah, blah, blah. So this does... Don't think for a minute this has anything to do with criminals. This has to do with you and me. This is what this is. Hunter Biden, right? So now they are forcing FFLs to, to provide all the information to local law enforcement, and then local law enforcement is supposed to start a, an investigation. And now why is that also terrible? You'd think, hey, man, if people are lying on their 4473s, if they're prohibited people lying on, a, on, a, on an official federal form, then maybe they should get jammed up. Well, the fact remains that 90 plus percent of Nick's denials are denied in error. And so that means that up to, well, over 90 percent of the people who are denied are now being investigated as criminals, even though they've done absolutely nothing. Catch wrong. that? It was an error on the but system. But you want background well, checks. Maybe, maybe, who's, who, who knows? Maybe uh, the FBI who runs Nick's, maybe they're also providing addresses and names of anybody who is delayed or denied to the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, specifically if somebody lives near the border uh, between our two countries. Who knows? I guess this bears watching. So they've got a billion and a half dollars so that they can work with ATF. Has anybody else ever heard of this? No, me neither. Neither did Sheriff Slaughter, who uh, stopped this immediately uh, when his deputies arrived at the gun show. Okay, I'm going to play the rest of this on the other side. So if you want to pick that up, sonsoflibertymedia.com. We won't keep you long, I promise. I'm going to play the rest of this and make a couple of comments on that as well. And uh, you guys will catch you tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern, with Kate Shimarani on our health and wellness show. Bradley be with you at 3. And uh, don't miss that. And then we're going to carry over. Sonsoflibertymedia.com, beforesnews.com, any of the other outlets. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Lord willing to see you. Okay, want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And again, I'm not going to seek to, to carry this out any longer than needs to be. But these are some serious issues, guys. Our, our government is allowing foreign agents to be on our soil to surveil, allegedly, in the China case, their citizens. Yeah, right. You don't think they're surveilling everybody else? You, you know dang well they are. And what about in this issue with China, uh, with with Canada? You know they're looking at Americans. It's none of their business. 
frankly, this guy out in Montana should have been arrested as a spy, Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, well, he was... Uh, let me play this, and then I'm going to make my comments about Sergeant Slaughter here in a second. Told them to beat feet, and uh, and the uh, the mounted uh, the Mountie they call him the Mountie took off too. He you know he did it the right way, although he didn't do it the right way in being there in the first place. So we have international agents, we have cops from different countries in our country surveilling our citizens, and not enough people think that's cuckoo. I think it's cuckoo. And there's one other thing here that bears uh, bears us knowing and, and paying attention to. Yesterday, on the 17th of October, MontanaRightNow.com updated their website saying that they reached out to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives in regard to the undercover Canadian police officer found at the gun show in Great Falls in September. ATF's public information officer, Crystal K. McCoy, told them that they are not going to comment on the issue and they will not have a conversation about it. Uh, that means ATF is they're scampering about, they're scurrying because somebody found out about this. They didn't plan on people learning about it. And now they have to figure out some way to make it sound like it's something that they should be doing. They got caught red handed and uh, you know, we'll see where this turns up. If you want information on this, because now this has some serious attention on it now, I will keep you in the loop as well as give you information on the Second Amendment, whether it's good, bad, ugly or indifferent. I'll let you know here on Guns and Gadgets every single day, oftentimes multiple times a day. And all you have to do to stay in the loop is hit that subscribe button right down below. So I and I encourage you to check out the guy's channel, subscribe to it. I, he's he's usually got some good stuff every time. I, I don't watch it religiously or anything like that, but I catch some stories. Some people share some stories with me and he's the guy usually putting that out. And uh, and I think he does a pretty good job of kind of keeping a level head on on putting those kinds of things. So uh, check that out. Um, uh, guns and gadgets is on YouTube. Okay. So here, here's what I want to say about Sergeant Slaughter. When I did this report, and again, I'll have it in the archive. You can, um, you'll be able to check it there and such. One of the things that Sergeant Slaughter claimed was that if he had been aware, you know, that, that this guy from Canada was working with the ATF, he could have allowed the investigation to continue, to which I ask, are you a constitutional sheriff or are you not? Why in the world would you have allowed the investigation to continue, especially with a foreign agency? That doesn't sound very constitutional to me, and I ask the question of the reader, what about you? Does it sound constitutional to you? And I pointed out the ATF is the lawless agency that walked a couple of hundred, uh, a couple of thousand guns across the border into Mexico and put in the hands of Mexican drug cartels, who then used them to murder hundreds of people, both in Mexico and the U.S., including a couple of federal officers. Brian Terry being one of them, Jamie Zapata's being another. They targeted police chiefs. They targeted a Mexican beauty queen. They killed hundreds of young people. They killed hundreds of Mexicans. Oh, by the way, for all those who were bad-mouthing me, if you ever run across this, at Freedom Outpost, and one guy told me he wanted to kill me after Mittens Romney lost the election, I told you so. I did. I told you. I told you who Mittens was, and I told you who Paul Ryan was, and people wouldn't listen because they got the red jersey pulled over their eyeballs, and that's all they could see.
And I said, this is who they are. And you know what? Within a year, all those people that were bad-mouthing me and giving me death threats and all that stuff, they were going, well, we don't want to hear from Paul Ryan. He's a this, that, and the other. We don't want to hear from Mitt Romney. And even today, people are like that. And I'm like, well, why didn't you listen to me when I was telling you? I was playing the videos that were showing what these guys held to, what they did. Mittens as as the governor of, of Massachusetts. How in the world you could hold that guy up as a conservative, a Christian? I mean, he's a Mormon. He holds to heresies. How you could hold that guy up as a constitutionalist is beyond me. Beyond me. But they did. Just like they held up Donald Trump. Just like they held up G.W. Bush. Because they got the jersey on. And the ATF, this isn't the only time either. Remember the ATF? Oh, yeah, the ATF was involved in, what, what was that? Ruby Ridge, right? Weren't, weren't they involved in, yeah, weren't they also involved in Waco? Yep, they were. These little tyrants in an unlawful, unconstitutional agency. And I'm telling you right now, if they're unlaw, if the agency is unlawful, then everybody in them is unlawful too. No matter how decent of a person they may be outside and everything else, they may be deceived by that. Don't get me wrong. They may be deceived by it and think they're doing the right thing. The fact of the matter is they're just as unlawful as the gang they're involved in. Just as unlawful. And the people won't reform. You're not going to have reform from this kind of tyranny. This is corrupt down to the foundation. It's corrupt down to that part now. Right, we did the show on impeachment. Who, who has the sole power of impeachment? The House of Representatives. Nobody else. We don't have it. Senate doesn't have it. Senate has power to try it when that impeachment occurs. How are you going to impeach somebody when those trusted to impeach them are corrupt themselves? How are you going to really do that? How does that work? It doesn't. How are you going to prosecute criminals when the people who are charged with prosecuting the criminals are corrupt themselves? That's what the executive branch is. It is a prosecutorial branch. How are you going to do that? And I go back again to what Thomas Jefferson wrote in the Declaration of Independence. And he says... When it becomes, when that government becomes a threat to the liberties of the people and to their posterity, see, posterity, what are you to do? It is the right of the people. Don't have to ask nobody. It's the right of the people to dissolve that union, that government, and to establish new government that will do what they, what government is supposed to do. Now, frankly, I'm becoming more and more of the opinion that we get rid of this idea of how we have government and that we break it down to the lowest level where we can hold people accountable. Right there in our backyard, the city, the county, county at the biggest, maybe even districts within the county if your county's too big. And you got a couple of judges. Now, this is a big idea. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to take men of God in the churches themselves, in the assemblies who are involved in the community to be judges like we used to have. You know, the churches used to do this. This is Matthew 18. 
You go to your brother. If he sinned against you, you tell him his fault. And then if you if he repents, you've won your brother. Praise the Lord. And you kept that between you guys. If not, you take two or three witnesses. You're still trying to keep it covered. You're not trying to put it, make it public. You want repentance. You want to win your brother. And if he repents, great, you won your brother. If he doesn't, the Bible says that you take it to the church and you tell the church. And if he won't repent, he's to be excommunicated and treated like a publican and a tax collector. I mean, he, he's, he's supposed to be treated in a way that is shown, we don't think this guy's a believer. And you let people know that. This guy does not identify with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our, we're going to have to do that in our churches too. They've been infiltrated. When we had G. Edward Griffin on. He said the communists have targeted the pulpits in America. They put guys in there who will not preach a saving gospel. They will not hold up the law of God to show men their sin, to call them to Christ. They won't do that anymore. They want to tell them how to feel good, uh, whatever their best life is now. Um, and I'm, look, I'm not saying that we shouldn't talk about God's blessings. We shouldn't talk about um, living an abundant life. Jesus came to give us an abundant life, did he not? Is that not what he said? Yes, he did. And you hear that on the show when we talk about health, when we talk about all of these kinds of things. But at the center, if you don't get the gospel right, <laughs> all that other stuff goes out the window. And you get people like Creflo Dollar and Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth Hagan and all these nut jobs out there who are out for themselves for sexual favors or money, or both, as Peter says in 2 Peter chapter 2, that's what you get. So here's the question I have. I don't know, and I'm going to put this on, on Sergeant Slaughter. I was going to try to call him and see if he'd come on the show, because I want to ask him, if you're a constitutional sheriff, what business do you have of letting an unconstitutional agency, the ATF, who has a criminal background, who has blood on their hands of both Mexicans and Americans. Why would you let them conduct any investigation in your county, sir? I can tell you, if I were the sheriff of the county I'm in here, no way. Huh? You're unconstitutional. I recognize that. You have no authority. Get out. I think I've told you before, years and years ago, I called down to the sheriff's department to ask them about something concerning how they viewed gun purchases. And, you know, I was out of town working and stuff. So my wife was here with the kids by themselves. And I said, you know, I told my wife, look, uh, somebody comes knocking on the door. They're beating in it, trying to get in or whatever. And you don't know them. Of course, nobody that we know would be doing that. I said, just take the gun, put it at the door and shoot and shoot till you're done until the knocking stops. And the sheriff said, that's fine. Yeah, just have her call us once she's done that, and we'll come out there and clean up the mess. Hey, I like those kind of guys. I like that. I know there's some guys who are still kind of doing what they're supposed to do. I get it. Okay? I just, I've come to the conclusion it's us as the men. We're supposed to be the law enforcement. But the point I'm, I'm wanting to make here is in this situation in Montana, the, the sheriff is said to be a constitutional sheriff. Maybe he is. But why you would allow an, an unconstitutional agency to tie themselves with a foreign agency to surveil your people, and you say, well, if I'd have just known, I'd, I'd probably let it go on. 
What? What? If you'd have known what you should have done was say, has nothing to do with the people of Montana, get out. And if I catch you here, I'm going to arrest you. That's what should be done. This, this, I don't think this is rocket science. I don't think this is hard to understand. But what are we going to do? Because I read to you from Deuteronomy. You say, well, this isn't foreign armies and this isn't all that. No, it's not yet. But a police force is an army in and of itself. Do you know that in New York City, they have what is considered to be the seventh largest army in the world? Do you know what it is? It's their counter-terrorist unit. unit. They have over 30,000 men in their counter-terrorist unit in New York City alone. Their counter-terrorist unit, 30, 000, more than 30,000. It may be more than that. This was years ago when I pulled that number out. More than 30,000 people. Seventh largest army considered army. Why am I saying an army? Because they're armed. Most people don't think about that. They think about guys in green or... You know, they're a military thing. Well, what do you think is happening with these guys? They're being militarized. We've been seeing it for years. I've warned people, if you've got local sheriffs, local police departments getting all these MRAPs and all this stuff coming back from overseas and the federal government is just being, seems like they're just being kind to you to give you, well, we would have had to spend that. What do you need an MRAP for? Seriously, what do you need that for? I, I've yet to see any instance. Well, wait a minute. Let me change that. Maybe if you're in LA, there might be an argument for that. I've seen some stuff there that might suggest that. But you know what? If you were pushing the law, if you were implementing the law, the real law, the moral law, not this war on drugs and all this nonsense. If you're implementing the, the moral law, you wouldn't need any of that stuff anyway. By the way, you wouldn't need background checks. You wouldn't need any of this other stuff. And why wouldn't you need that? Because you'd be dealing with the criminals instead of infringing on the liberties of those who are not criminals. It's not hard to understand. It really isn't. The more we allow them to treat us like we're the criminal, and when I say that, I'm talking about government. I'm talking about those who have been put in authority, whether they're elected or whether they're bureaucrats who are appointed or whether it's like your city council putting your police force in place, whatever the case may be. Those who've been given some kind of authority. And by the way, yep, I'm going to point back to Scripture. It says all authority is given by God. Jesus said that to Pilate. You wouldn't have the authority you have if it wasn't given to you by my father. But in our form of government, you and I are the sovereigns. We the people is how our our covenant document starts, right? We're the ones to enforce the law. We are, the men. And the question is, when are we as men going to learn what's going on? And instead of going to the football game, instead of, you know, being your, what the Q people call the digital warriors and stuff like this, or digital soldiers, whatever they are. We're going to move past that and actually become the law enforcers the Constitution demands that we be. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. When are we going to be that? And until we do that, and by the way, that's biblical too. 
I've read to you the passage of Samuel, of whose part be a part of that militia. What kind of character of men they're supposed to be as far as what they have going on in their life. As soon as we do that, we will begin to solve the problem and not until. And you know what that's going to require? It's going to require repentance. Exactly what the king calls us to, right? Our king is not Donald Trump. It's not Joe Biden. It's not Ron DeSantis. It's not any of these guys. Our king is Jesus, right? Or is that just words that we say? I'm talking to the men now. Is that just words we say? Or is that really what we think? Our knowledge means nothing if we don't put it into practice. It really doesn't. They'll let us have our knowledge all day long. But we're not a threat to them. Unless we're putting into practice. Unless we're doers of the word, not just hearers only deceiving ourselves, right? Guys, this is uh, this is some serious stuff. It's starting out small now. You can see how quickly things can escalate. Now's the time for humility and repentance before God. We do that. We get our act together. And like the people there in, I believe it was, um, ah, having a moment here. <laughs> In the Old Testament, we're, uh, what? I'm having a tough time here. You ever had those times where you know the story and everything, and all of a sudden the name's right there? You can you can actually see that almost see the name in your in your mind. It's right on the tip of your tongue, and, you, and it's like your brain cuts off from that area. Where the prophet gets up in front of the people, they build a a, a podium for him, a sacred desk, if you will, as some people refer to it, and. He begins to read the law of God, and from the nursing babes up to the oldest, they're there for hours standing and listening to the law of God. And the people are cut to the heart, and they're weeping, and they're repenting, which is what the law is supposed to do. It's supposed to drive you to, to God. They have that stuff go on, and then what happens? They come through and they go, okay, guys. Everything's all right. Get up. Let's rejoice. Let's celebrate. Huh. You're not going to stay in that morning all day, all day. God's done with his work in your life. Now let's get up and celebrate and let's praise him for his forgiveness and let's go do what he's told us to do. That's, that's the message. The gospel message is no different. Calls men to submit to the Lordship of Christ. Some people have a hard time with that. I don't know why. Doesn't the Bible say if you confess with your mouth Jesus as a pick-me-up? Is that what it says? No, as a Savior? Nope, that's not what it says. If you confess him as Lord, that means he's your master. You do what he says. You will be saved. You're not claiming Jesus as Lord? You don't know him. You don't know. You may know about him, but you don't know him. And that's, that's the issue we've got to get back to. We've got to do that as, as Americans. I would say Canadians, you've got to do it as Canadians, Mexicans. You've got to do it as Mexicans. Liberty is a universal concept. The law of God, the, the natural law and the revealed law, uh, law are a 
international concept. It applies everywhere. Does it just apply here to America? It applies everywhere. And Christians need to get that in their minds. The law of God applies to all tribes, tongues, peoples, and nations. Why? Because that's where the Bible says that Jesus saves his people out of. Guys, have a great day. Bradley be with you at 3, I think. And uh, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then Kate Shimarani will be back with us in the morning. Don't know what we're going to cover there. We've we've done the uh, the serious show last week, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to prepare my face tonight in case she makes me laugh again like that. But the, anyway, uh, she'll be with us at 8 a.m. in the morning. Lord willing, we'll talk to you then. See ya.